1: Show, time for What's Going On. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, brought to you today by our friends at Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call today, 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333. Gordon, uh, BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo has uh, not made uh, pum- public comments for since January, Austin.
2: Is that right? I think so, yeah, yeah.
1: Who was he?
2: he, Was he like Greta Garbo?
0: Garbo speaks.
1: That's a really old reference.
0: I don't even who. What? Greta Garbo. Greta
2: Garbo. Is that a Marx brother?
0: (laughs) One of the Stooges, wasn't it?
2: No, it was a very. uh, In her time, was considered a beautiful actress, and she rarely spoke. And so she would disappear over long periods of time, and so anytime she did speak, it was like a big deal. I'm
0: betting that's the first and last time I hear her name ever.
2: Oh, come on now! Let me just let me just—I don't want to, you know, jam things up here. But will all you <laughs> listeners out there who are well aware of Garbo, will you please let Jake and Austin know?
0: Please you know, tweet at them. Name me a movie, Gordon, that she was in. I don't
2: know, but she was a famous that's, actress.
0: That's the end of the conversation. Well, no,
2: it's not. I well, mean, it, it's uh, like saying who's John Wayne.
0: No, it's not, because I can name you twelve movies off the top of my head that John Wayne was in. And Barbara
1: Gardo aside, I—I <laughs> I don't. I think Tom. I think Tom works at a private school, and uh, during all of this, if he doesn't have to talk, it's like, "Well, why would I?"
2: Well, neither did she, but the fact that she not rarely spoke made it, when she did speak, uh, kind of an anomaly, which was my point to begin with. And I can't believe, Austin, are you telling me you've never
0: heard the name Greta Garbo? Never once, ever, until today. Jake, I know and I'm looking at me. I'm looking at her movie list. I, I literally have heard of none of these movies either. Hit us. Well, what, what uh, how about they, the the 1939 hit, <laughs> Nanochka? <laughs> Seven years prior to that, Grand Hotel, uh, 1933 Queen Christina, 36 Camille, 1931 Matahari. Uh, Gordon, Love, this Mata is all right. Wait a uh, second. John wait a second. First 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 wait. You're, the you're, easiest you're, you're, debate you're not, I've ever had. You no, know, your
2: logic is all screwed up. Name me an Elvis Presley movie. Uh, Elvis goes to Hawaii. Not
0: you. <laughs> not I'm Elvis talking to goes to Hawaii. I'm pretty sure
2: that's a <laughs> like movie. I'm talking to camp. Austin
0: here. Elvis was known for his music more so than his film. Company. Oh, come on. You're bailing now. Come on. It's just because you don't know the, the names Name of the Name me one song you... that Greta Garbo ever wrote and sang.
2: Garbo was a super famous uh, woman that I would expect you to have known.
0: You know? I am 36, 35 years old, sir. Yeah, but she yeah. made a movie last in 36. <laughs> <laughs> Our demographic doesn't know who Greta Garbo is.
2: Add Austin Horton. Add Jake Scott. Zone. Let these buffoons
0: know that you know who Greta Garbo was. Please. Yeah, go ahead. Because <laughs> the ones you. that know who she is are on Twitter. That's the well. Yeah, there are some. There's not plenty. a prayer.
1: I just love it that you referenced a movie star from the '30s. The '30s.
2: Garbo was famous for
0: not speaking.
2: We'll take your or being known
0: by anybody past 39.
2: You guys come on you've got to be you've got to have Okay your,
0: we're we're getting your- we're if being, you were a movie fan to prior restful, to the Second World War, we, she was your gal. We
1: honestly are really wasting time. I'm sorry. Now. We need to get to, we need to get down to business here. Okay. So let's let's try to keep our references <laughs> in some, some maybe time. within the
2: last sixty years. Now you're just tempting. For, come no, come on, no, all no. all our listeners out there who know of Garbo, you please let these guys know. Please let them know. Educate them. All
0: right. Crickets. Weirdly, the phone lines aren't <laughs> lighting up. Nobody's. Well, oh, I, I didn't ask for a phone call, and I certainly haven't gotten a tweet because <laughs>
2: that's, what I'm that's not
0: coming. No one's great great grandparents <laughs> are on Twitter to tell me.
2: <laughs> that's not coming. You guys, you're you gotta.
1: She died 30 years ago. Let's let's get some open mics going. Oh, wait. No, oh, no, man. we're not gonna do that. All right. Tom was Tom Homo. His, the point is, it was his first time speaking to the media in quite some time.
0: There. Gar- Garbo. <laughs> there you go.
1: Uh, here's Tom talking about how different his job is now than in previous years.
3: Night and day. But I think, DJ, I think about this all the time, that most everybody in this society is is doing something different now. It's just, it's affected everybody in so many different ways. But for college athletics, you're just on the run. You've heard all, there's no playbook, uncharted waters, whatever they say, everything is a little bit different now. You just got to try to do your very best with the people that you have to make it work.
1: Yeah, he's got a tough gig. There's no doubt. I mean, this is uncharted territory. I I feel bad for Tom because he's going it alone. I know a lot of it is, you know, we get into conference and would it be better or not. But it's got to be hard not having the security of a conference where you at least have, have some schools you're going through it with, right?
2: Yeah, but it also, I guess, if you want to look at it like BYU, it also gives them uh, some flexibility that they might not ordinarily have. Uh, which was probably part of the plan to begin with, so that they could jump uh, to a conference if they were ever to be invited without uh, without having to cut ties. Uh, so there's the good and the bad of it.
1: Yeah, but in this case, I mean, he uh, had his putting together an independent schedule is difficult enough because you have to schedule you know twelve games instead of three. How about you scheduled your 12 games, you you wad up that paper and just go ahead and throw that in the garbage and then get on the old <laughs> horn and see if you can't line up another schedule with, what, a couple of weeks to spare? Yeah. I mean, come on. That 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 that's the downside of flexibility right there. What did what did and I'm not trying to take a shot at Mark Harlan necessarily here, but what did Mark Harlan have to do to put together his schedule? Answer the phone and go. (laughs) Sounds great. Your place or ours. (laughs) Right. He didn't have to do anything. Poor Tom had to cobble together another schedule and, and good for him because his guys are playing football and that's great. But, man, that's that's not benefiting from flexibility in the slightest.
2: Well, Mark Harlan speaks on a regular basis, unlike uh, Garbo and uh, Homo.
1: Let's not go back there.
2: Homo speaks. Uh, I I, I really I, are you guys being barraged by responses of people telling you they know who Greta Garbo? Was? No,
1: we we're getting some responses from famous celebrities teasing you a little bit. But uh, let's move on. Here's uh, famous celebrity. Yeah, he is a famous celebrity. Oh, okay. who's been texting us? Is Gordon on that chain?
2: I
0: think he yes, is. I am. I yeah. think he is. He doesn't too. know who it is. He doesn't see. Like, whose do. number is this? <laughs> who's texting me? <laughs> who, who is this? Turn the show.
1: All right, here is uh, Tom talking about how he plans to approach November scheduling this year.
3: Certainly. We still have games available, but the way I thought I might add and do that is different now. Uh, I'd say maybe a couple months ago before we started the season, we were scrambling to try to get anybody to play and now you can see a situation that has arisen where there's possible open games depending on missed games and postponed games. So you have the opportunity, we, we have those three games sitting at the end of the schedule in November, in uh, three out of four or five weeks, where they're open, and instead of, like trying to just find anybody, I'm thinking right now that it's possible that there could be games that people might just want to play later. So instead of trying to grab them right now, it's probably better just to wait and see what games might be available at that time.
1: Boise State. <clears throat> <laughs> I think BYU is going to play Boise. I think there's enough enough you know. s- smoke to that fire that they've just got to put it together. And, uh, you know, you, the, the Air Force, basically it's all uh, spear or all created because Air Force is going to play Navy. So they're, they need to find a game for someone. And if you have to create a game, Gordon, and we talked about flexibility, here's where flexibility really matters for the Mountain West is if they have to create a game for somebody. You Might as well select the most interesting game you could possibly create.
2: Yeah. I I agree with that completely.
1: She was born oh, in a, 1905, by the way.
2: Uh, uh, infamous, I mean, infamous. Garbo's what? not even her name. Well, uh, that's that was her stage name, Greta Garbo. Oh, I'll
3: I'll have I have to I take see, your word for it. Actually,
1: I knew her by her normal name, Greta Gustafsson.
2: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> if you'd said
1: that, <laughs> if you would have said Greta Gustafsson. I would have known exactly. G squared. I would have yeah. known exactly what you're talking about.
2: All right, uh, all right, all right. Let's 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 stretch this out a little more. Who who? Uh, name me a movie that Marilyn Monroe was
0: in. Some like it hot. Yep, yeah. that's where yeah. I was
2: going to go. The, oh, really? was it? that's oh, the only really? one I
0: know. The only one I know. The uh, how, how,
2: about, how how about a movie that Gary Cooper was in?
0: Who? I don't know who that is. You don't know who Gary Cooper is? Nope. Never heard of Barry Cooper. Gary Cooper. Chris Cooper. <laughs> the dad in October sky Gary Clark he, the bowler the pro bowler he was at high, yeah.
1: high noon for crying out
0: loud
2: all
1: right moving on
2: uh <laughs> so you guys you guys need to educate yourselves about what's going on in the past that's all I'm saying narbo nah. speaks it was a perfect analogy and you who? Huh, what
1: a perfect analogy nah. for whom Because doesn't it have to be uh, identifiable to be the perfect analogy?
2: It makes it that much funnier for those of us who can identify uh, because those of you who can't,
1: can't. Yeah, but it's in the sense of uh, I created an analogy with my weird Uncle Larry. If you don't know (laughs) who my weird Uncle Larry is, then it doesn't exactly hit home as an analogy now, does it?
2: I'm telling you right now, at least half of our listenership knows who has, a a, knows who Greta
0: Garbo is. Uh, Not half the world knows who well, she let's is. Let's see.
1: Our friend Popcorn Lancer says, 42 years, no idea who Greta Garbo is. Gordon has no leg to stand on.
2: <laughs> oh, please. I have never felt so, so surrounded by people who should know that don't. Hmm. Sheesh. Moving on. This is this is almost as disappointing as the the show Bowler and I did, and I'm telling you, we had people calling in saying they didn't know who John Wayne was, and I I, I couldn't believe it. Who doesn't know that name?
1: Uh, who? well, I don't think uh, Carl Garbo and uh, and John Wayne are on the same level. And John Wayne was significantly younger.
2: <laughs> had movies with you know sound in them. Yeah. Her- wait, 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 wait. What year was uh, John Wayne born?
1: Yeah, but uh, Bob Garbo's career ended in nineteen forty one.
2: She was like the she was like the preeminent star of her day, and 1941. she was known. Forty one. She, she was known as the most beautiful woman on the planet, and all that sort of thing. And she really he,
1: helped get us through the depression. <laughs> all right, here's Tom Homo talking about ball game possibilities.
3: This is another situation this year, where. It's different than it's ever been. So once again, it's always nice to have ESPN as a partner because right now there's a lot of bowls that are wondering if they were even going to play. The fact that the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are back now and everybody's playing, well, just about everybody, the fact that that's happening now, that, that saves, that's going to save a lot of bowls. But you could imagine when you have the number seventh team from one conference playing the number six team from another conference and those conferences aren't playing that leaves a lot of vacant bowls and people would to, to try to test the temperature of those communities, where those bowls are, the great cultures and traditions of those bowls, you don't know how it was going to be. And so for BYU, we would just, and this is how it is right now, is we're waiting with ESPN to see how it all unfolds and how it plays out, what bowls are going to be available and now it looks like there's going to be more and more than there were. With all those games being open, there were some intriguing possibilities, but I'll step away from that at this point in the season right now.
1: All right, hold, hold the phone real quick on the, the football conversation. This just coming across a minute ago, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN reporting. Coach Doc Rivers is out with the Clippers. Wow. How about that? Doc Rivers, I I wonder if this is, um, and we'll get back to what Tom had to say right there in one second, but I wonder if this is an indicator that Steve Ballmer is going to uh, clear the deck, so to speak. Yeah,
2: yeah. look, uh, Steve's got himself a whole lot of money, and he's very motivated to make that team what he thinks it should be. And if people are in, in a situation or in a position where they're not making that happen, I can't imagine Steve Ballmer uh, sitting on it for too long, and he probably has already sat on it for a while. And he decided—I don't know what happened here. I don't know if Doc got fed up or what, but Steve Ballmer seems like the kind of guy who wants results now.
1: Well, yeah, and uh, acquiring those—you know—two names in the off-season, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George—and it didn't—it yeah. didn't work, you know. And that's ultimately the head coach's job—is—is is to take it and make it work.
2: Well, that's what happens when you pay $2.5 billion for a basketball team, huh?
1: Yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, what Tom Homo had to say right there about the bowl games real quick. Long and short, they're valuable enough ESPN's going to find them a home. Yeah. They're, they're going to be playing in some sort of bowl game. Um, and, and, in fact, they've eliminated the qualifications for bowl games, right? So I can say with almost 100% surety, BYU will be playing in a bowl
2: game. Oh, there's no doubt about that. I mean, they're going to be, you know, whether whether there was a qualification standard or not, they're going to have a record that would qualify them, uh, and uh, they might be undefeated. I don't know. I don't know that for a fact, but if they are, then that would make whatever bowl they appeared in that much more interesting, and it might uh, create a scenario where ESPN could match them up with a little better opponent. We would certainly hope so, those who are football uh observers around these parts
1: well and they've done that in the past right all uh they found utah for byu in the vegas bowl one year you know they want to put together interesting matchups and if byu's interesting then espn will find an interesting matchup for them but espn unfortunately doesn't run the college football playoff
2: yeah they don't obviously well uh, do they don't they i'm not sure uh, rights, oh, that's but... right. Oh, that's right. Nick Saban
3: runs that. Oh, I'm sorry. Like that.
1: All right. Here's Tom on talking about the um, postponement of the Army game and how that unfolded.
3: Well, I really can't walk you through all of it because I'm not really sure. That sounds like very un. not the wisest thing for me to say, but that's why I say. PK, that this goes from week to week, because I think with some conferences, they have written guidelines. And as I talk to their ADs and their coaches, they're certainly very uncertain about how that actually could even work. They're just putting rules down on paper that try to suffice at this point in time for if and when they have a situation with COVID. You really don't know. I mean, you come down to a situation where they they say if you have X number of linemen or a position that are out, then that uh, is deemed okay for a cancellation of a game. We're not looking at that at BYU, not being in a league. What we're doing is every week, almost every day, we're examining where we are. We test three times a week. And so we know where we are. But you don't know until you get the day of that test result. And as you see with that Army game, that was some people want to make something out of it more than it is. We just had with contact tracing too many of our players that weren't going to be able to put together a game. And that's how it's been as as I read for most every one of these games that has been canceled across the country right now. So there's I don't I don't think at this point in time, as I've read about other schools that there's gamesmanship involved. It's just flat out you can't play. There's not enough guys to play, or in some cases, you know, you just have the epidemic where the you have people that haven't necessarily tested positive. But the uh, uh, contact tracing puts them in a position where they're quarantined, and then they can't participate for a short time.
2: Right, I have a question. Yeah. I have a question. If Tom Holmo doesn't know who makes that decision, if he doesn't make the decision, who who does?
1: Uh, Austin and I were just briefly going back and forth about that uh, during while uh, while Tom was talking there. I don't know. I, I would assume that he just doesn't want to name him or her. I suppose.
2: Uh uh-huh. Maybe it's somebody on a medical staff or something. I. I'm not sure, but he made it sound like it was more a function of the practicality of it as opposed to safety of it because you got to have a certain number of players to be able to field a team. Yeah. And if you include the contact tracing, then obviously there were a lot of people affected.
1: Well, I don't know. You yeah. tell me how far do those types of decisions usually go up the ladder at BYU? Yeah,
2: I mean it, it does go up. It, it goes up a ways, but somebody has to be in the position, the pilot's seat, uh, to to make the right decision. I mean, Tom Homo doesn't might not know who ultimately makes the decision, but he knows who Greta Garbo is. I guarantee you that. Not
1: a chance. I doubt it. But I
2: I, I would I would I would put another dinner on the table for each of you for me to pay for if Tom Homo doesn't know who Greta Garbo is or had never heard the name.
1: Well it's easy for you you to make a a bet. How are we how would we ask him that possibly?
2: I call him up I have his cell number. If I could call him on the cell Yeah but we're not going to
1: believe you. I mean you'd probably have Lisa run into the next room and say, Hey Lisa, pretend to be Tom Homo
2: (laughs) Oh yo, really? Um I guarantee you, I'm, I'm telling you right now, Tom Homo knows who Greta Garbo is. Uh, I, I, Quinn Snyder knows who Greta Garbo is. Uh, who else? Uh, name me a prominent person. Uh, Mark now, Harlan knows who Greta, Greta Garbo would is. How on
1: you know if Quinn Snyder knew who Greta Garbo is? I, I, I just how because on earth the, the, would you know
2: because,
0: that? Because they're aware people. They,
2: they, yeah, they, they, but that they, aren't 100 they,
0: years old. They, they, <laughs> she died 30 years ago. She hasn't made a movie yeah. since 1941. I was five when she died. My mother How wasn't
1: even I- born when she <laughs> made her last movie.
2: I know, but it's, it's one of those Hollywood icons that everybody knows about.
1: All right, uh, joining the show now uh, from Seringa Network. Right, uh, Dennis good friend, Lindsay knows. Uh,
2: our good friend Lindsay Gabe. Knows. Gabe, uh,
4: do you want to weigh in? Do you know who Greta Garbo is? You know, I do. She's like an actress from the '20s or '30s or something like that. Yeah, there you go. And the go only see, way I know her see, is she was in that she was in that Madonna Vogue song. She mentioned Greta Garbo. Ah, see, so
0: so okay. only knows her because that, of Madonna, because not because of, of Greta uh, Garbo. Exactly. Yeah. Uh,
2: I, I, Gabe, see, I think
4: I've, I've never seen a, a movie or anything with her in it. So.
2: Gabe, but you have you have accomplished uh, what I wanted you to accomplish, and name it, make these guys feel ignorant. The only reason they,
1: Gabe knows is because of a Madonna video, not because uh, she hasn't been relevant since the talkie came around.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gabe, let's talk. I, I couldn't pick her up out of a lineup if you showed me pictures. There's no way.
1: Let's talk about Syringa Networks, Gabe. You know what, actually, actually if you wanted to, to do a little bit more uh, digging <laughs> on Greta Garbo. Seringa hey, can help
2: you out. Gabe, Gabe, we, Gabe. I yeah. uh, Gabe, I don't want to I don't want to interrupt here, but I want you to know that I got a text from Jerry Bovee. He says for hell's sakes, Jerry Bovee knows who Greta Garbo is. You're working <laughs>
0: with children. Who's Jerry Bovee? I'm just kidding.
1: Oh, just come kidding. On. We love you, Jerry. <laughs> uh, Gabe, but no, let's talk about Seringa. Let's talk about what you're doing for our listeners and their companies.
4: Yeah, we can provide them the internet access, as you were saying, that you need to find information about obscure actresses like Greta Garbo, for sure.
1: (laughs) You can take care of that. Let's talk about the support you guys do, because that's a really big deal. Uh, You guys are here local. It's your network, and you are around 24-7, 365, to make sure that uh, businesses and companies out there can perform.
4: Yeah, that's correct. That's really one of the... So the biggest differentiating factors between us and really everybody else out in the telecom industry is that we're available for our clients uh, 7 by 24 365. We're, we have uh, trained uh, technicians and engineers uh, ready to uh, answer questions or troubleshoot uh, technology-type issues with our client base. Uh, that's really what sets us apart in many ways.
1: And when it comes to business, you know the whole "time is money" thing. You know you can't afford to to be down these days. I mean that costs you in the bottom line.
4: Yeah, that, that's correct. I mean, if if, uh, if you're if you're down and you don't have uh, a quick response time in terms of not just getting the services back up, but if you don't have any information as to when services might be back up or or what to do um, in the event of an outage, then uh, it, it can become really difficult to operate a business.
1: All right, jump online. Uh, find out more at syringanetworks.net. That's syringanetworks.net. S-Y-R-I-N-G-A, networks.net. Gabe, thank you very much. All right,
4: thanks,
1: guys. That's our good friend Gabe from Syringa Networks. Again, syringanetworks.net. So he had heard of, of your girl there, Gordon. So you can put that one in uh, in your pocket.
2: Name me a prominent person in this state who is... Who is not necessarily 20 years old? And I'm telling you, they know who uh, Greta Garbo was. David Archuleta. I bet he knows. I bet he knows. I bet he doesn't.
1: Patrick Fugit.
2: You ask. You PK. You ask DJ. You ask Scotty. I don't know. I'm not sure about Hans. But you ask those guys, dial them up during the break and say, hey, have you ever heard of Greta Garbo? And they would say, you bet I have. I would, but, you
1: know, I have anything else to do. Was was Greta Garbo in the Fox and the Hound? Then Hans has the nerd of her. All right, stay tuned. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Yeah. you are too much you
2: are way too much. I am, I'm telling you you, I am being, so full of my crap. phone my phone is blowing up with all these people who who know who Greta Garbo was his name's Inc- Gustafson <laughs> including my good friend Chuck uh who uh who he's uh, not real he is real <laughs> he's not chuck not real chuck he's a, a prominent dude. wall street guy no, no, he has he has a familiar name, but it's it, it's it's a different guy. But he's real, and he texted in and said, "For what it's worth, I know who Greta Garbo is." Of course, your millennial buddies will think I'm a fossil too, but uh, Chuck knows who Greta Garbo is, and there's a lot of people who are of his age and younger who know who Greta Garbo is. And just because you guys don't know. Uh, Austin, I'm not so surprised that no, you don't no, know, but no, Jake, listen. I am truly surprised that you've never heard that my,
0: name. My, uh, my sixth grade teacher, Mr. Pibb, also knows who Greta Garbo was.
2: <laughs> oh, Chuck, man. hey... Awesome. Will you give out that number? Give out our studio number, Chuck. If you're still listening, will you please call up and tell these guys that you're real and tell. And Chuck can also substantiate my starring role as the octopus in the in the the great play, The Octopus is Guard.
1: Okay, Chuck. Give us a call. Here's the number: 424 dish. That's 81424 3474. No, no, give, give him, us the, real uh, give him the real number. Give him the real number. 288 9376.
2: Give him the real number. That's 81288 ceroi R O. I'll text him the real number if you don't. Is it eight five five three four zero 340 Zone? Chuck, you, yeah. can,
1: you can weigh in on the show at syringanetworks.net.
0: No. No. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck, and hey, while you're at it, call up Merrill Lynch. Ch- no, no, Ch- Chuck, Chuck is a very
2: well-established, respected, very successful man who uh, would never lie. Would never lie, um, and he can he can back me on these things that you guys claim. Are, right now, just... Gordon's
1: chasing his son-in-law into the other room, saying, <laughs> "Call the
2: show." <laughs> <laughs> call the show Chuck, your name is Chuck Chuck, Chuck and try Chuck, to no, sound no. like like your no, age Chuck Chuck I'm begging you please call the studio number 855-340 zone please set these guys straight and and I by the way I got like 10 other messages here from people saying garbo of do course
1: ya? do you you know me too you know what Austin I just got 25 text messages saying I have no clue who that <laughs> was is was one from a doctor pepper <laughs> it was the Colonel Sanders himself
0: called. A captain? <laughs> he said, I've never heard of him By the name of Kangaroo. <laughs> and Tennille both. Oh, I'm, sur- I'm surprised you've heard of Captain Kangaroo. He's a good friend of mine, actually. And he it's can a bad substantiate. Show, I didn't like that show. Oh, phone just
1: buzzed. Joe Camels.
2: <laughs> 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 never heard of her. Chuck, I'm begging you, please call these clowns. You got to call.
1: Oh, man. Okay, just to at least have a productive moment or two on this segment. Uh, We found out last segment that Doc Rivers is out uh, with with the Clippers. And I'm trying to decide if this surprises me because I've I've seen and heard a couple of rumors around that uh, the Clippers might be headed for some major overhauls. I don't know what that would entail. I mean, I don't think that they would kick the tires on moving Kawhi Leonard uh, just yet, but would they kick the tires on moving Paul George? And then you look at a team like Boston who just got eliminated from the playoffs. Do they look at moving uh, some pieces around? Or Philadelphia, I saw a a story just today, Gordon, about how Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid legit hate each other. So are we going to see some major stuff this offseason?
2: I think we could. We could. Uh, If if you're uh, if you own the Clippers, and you've invested everything that you've invested. And you're used to winning. And the, he has sat back and watched for a while now. Doesn't surprise me at all. Doesn't surprise me at all. Because they had the talent. Everyone thought that that team was a team to absolutely beat. And they underperformed. And in the an environment is uh, uh, that's built the way the NBA is, if you don't perform – At what point, uh, how long can you last?
1: Well, I wonder if this has something to do with maybe that divided locker room and they're going to find somebody who's Kawhi's guy, which is ironic because supposedly Doc was a big reason that Kawhi uh, came to the Clippers. I don't know how how true that is or not. But now, do you let Kawhi pick the next head coach, and how does that go in the locker room?
2: I don't know because if one of the players is the one that's doing the selecting, Yeah, it seems like there might be other players that would be going, wait a second, where's my voice?
1: Well, especially when the the entitlement was the issue, supposedly, if you uh, believe the reports out there with with the Clippers, that one guy was entitled and flexed that muscle as much as he possibly could while the rest of the team was left looking kind of like, wait a minute, why do you only have to play 60 games?
2: Yeah, and Paul George, apparently uh, there was some uh, discord over his preferred treatment. And some of the other players on the team were looking at him going, Hey, he's no better than me. Hmm. So, that there, there's some trouble there. Wonder what yeah.
1: direction they go. I, I would guess that Doc could probably get another gig if he wanted it. I don't know if there are any real desirable spots out there at the moment, other than the Clippers, of course. Yeah, would you? I wouldn't want the Philly job, I really wouldn't.
2: Yeah, that seems like uh, fairly messy. But is what's interesting about all these is that they're, they're talent rich.
1: Well, some are. I mean, Indiana, the report just came out today that Victor Oladipo is going to go somewhere else and isn't going back to Indiana.
2: Well, I was speaking specifically of Philly and the Clips. Uh, those are talented teams that you would think somebody would be able to find a way to make it work, but I don't know that for a fact. I mean.
1: Well, I don't know how Philly, how talent, what a great spot that is. I, I mean, you know, Elton Brand has not exactly done a good job there. Yeah. I mean— They've got Embiid and Simmons, but unless you flip one of those guys, the the surrounding cast is is completely does not fit.
2: Well, I don't want to jinx anything around here, but maybe Alex Jensen will get a call from somebody. He's a pretty talented coach,
1: works well uh, with bigs. Yeah, you know, Houston—that's that, a unique job. You know what? There are a lot of unique jobs that are that are open right now. You Oklahoma City. Yeah, what kind of what kind of coach are they looking for? A kind of a rebuild kind of guy. I'd imagine a player development kind of coach. But Houston, I mean, do you have to? What do you draw up for James Harden? How much coaching could you actually do in Houston? Plus, I I don't think the expectations when you look at the roster are, are all that fair. So you're kind of setting yourself up for disappointment there. Like I'd rather have the Clippers roster and expectations as opposed to Houston, wouldn't you?
2: Yeah, I I, I would. Who's a coach that you think could go into that Clippers team and and give it its best chance to win? Vinny Del Negro. Next year.
0: He's available.
1: Greg Popovich.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe well, actually.
1: Yeah. You think you think Pop would actually coach Kawhi Leonard again? No. No way. Oh, that's right. That's that's why I jokingly brought up that name. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They, they've find somebody that that works with Kawhi,
0: i guess manix who will have it four, is tweeting out they ought to give phil jackson a ring i don't know about all that but you could ask chris about that at four
4: hmm.
2: well he wouldn't have to fly across the country to do his job on occasion
1: and is is he enjoying his peyote trips too much to give up that <laughs> lifestyle
0: i think you could have both in california though i don't know
1: <laughs> I don't, I don't know what the legal standing of peyote is in, Col- right, in California. Right. I have no idea. Only uh, well,
0: thing I know is you don't smoke it, right? I, I'm not sure. Not... if, uh, if you're New Orleans, do you want Doc Rivers coaching Zion? Hmm, that's interesting. because interesting... didn't they fire Alvin Gentry?
1: Yeah, so There's they're th- looking. There are a bunch of interesting jobs that are up. All right, uh, it is the big show, as Austin mentioned. Chris Mannix will be on with us at the top of the four o'clock hour. We'll talk to him about all of this, plus the NBA finals matchup that's out there. Does he like the uh the Lakers or the underdog heat? We'll get Chris's thoughts at the top of the four o'clock hour. Stay tuned. Well, have more big show coming up next, 975 and
3: 1280 the zone. Hi! <laughs> yeah, she knows it.
1: Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day, Gordon. I thought we'd hit a little college football here. We've got Chris Mannix coming up at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. We've uh, focused a lot on BYU, obviously, and, and rightfully so. But it was a crazy weekend in college football. Really the first major weekend. I don't want to, you know, undersell uh, some of the games we've seen thus far, but, you know, the Big 12 uh, doing some conference matchups. The SEC is back. And I think, Gordon, with no fans in the stands and the, you know, differences in different universities and the way they were able to prepare, I think it's going to matter with a lot of upsets and unpredictable games. I mean, Oklahoma loses to Kansas State?
2: Yeah, yeah. And uh, Kansas State was missing some players uh, in that game as well. Also, I watched the Texas-Texas uh, Tech game, and that was a wow! That was went into overtime, and Texas came back to win that thing. It was like sixty-three to fifty-six or something. I forget the exact numbers. Sixty-three
1: to fifty-six. You were right. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah that was that was that a basketball score. Game. Oh, it was unbelievable. I couldn't. I mean, there was, and if I'm not mistaken, there were some fans in the stands at that game. Uh, I, I could be wrong. I was switching the channels around, but uh, I did watch uh, the end of that game, and that was that game is is what makes sports great. I mean, it it really you had no clue who was going to win. Texas comes storming back. They recovered an onside kick, and they score, and then they. I mean, it was it was uh, it was fascinating to watch that game.
1: How about a Pac-12 coach and a Pac-12 quarterback? going to the SEC and putting a whooping on the defending national champs with uh, Mike Leach and K.J. Costello yeah. uh, beating LSU at Mississippi State 44-34. to
0: That's a, yeah, it's better than average. Yeah. It's... That was his post-game comment, Mike Leach. He's such a nut. I'm... That's it, yeah, it's better than average.
1: I wonder, <laughs> I wonder how it's, it's going to go down there for him.
2: Uh, but it's it, probably going to go the same way it's gone everywhere he's been
1: kind of being a little bit above average.
2: Yes. He's going to, uh, he's going, some people are going to fall in love with him and others are going to tire of it, of the stick. Uh, but he, he's, he's a terrific football coach from a standpoint, he knows what he's doing. And, uh, I think the results, uh, were born out there. Yeah, I think every
1: year he'll win someone somewhere between six and ten games, and his quarterbacks are going to throw for a gazillion artificial yards.
2: Well, his quarterbacks on the whole have uh, done found nothing their way at the to, next level, right? Uh, fa- yeah,
1: What's up for Gardner? I'm no, sure. he, he's not doing anything now. Anyway, he's playing for the worst team in the
0: league. Well, yeah, he's but doing is that, really that his well. role? And he didn't even get drafted. He's doing really well. Now, maybe. And it wasn't—he wasn't really his quarterback. He just transferred to him for one year, yeah. Uh-huh. And then he put
1: some lipstick on that pig, and then <laughs> somehow he found his way onto the Jags. I I like it.
2: I, I like what Leach does. On the whole, there might be some things that I would disagree with him on, but uh, we've had him on the show, and he's 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 a fun guy to listen to and to talk to. And he he I like I like the approach of winging the ball around. Some people say you can't win that way, but he did better than average wherever he's been.
1: Then a couple other things that that stood out to me, Gordon, uh, from a national standpoint, how bad has it gotten at Florida State? I mean, they got just yeah. smoked by Miami 52-10. to 10. But, I mean, we yeah. remember the Willie Taggart fiasco where they basically paid him $15 million to leave. Mm-hmm. And I just – here's what I don't understand. And, and Florida State doesn't have the best reputation as an athletic department as far as support financially and those sorts of things. But, like, there are certain programs out there that you have to be mm, not good at your job to win. Like, at Florida State, you you should never be bad at Florida State, Right. Can we all agree? I mean, maybe you're not rattling off national titles year in and year out like Bobby Bowden did, but you, you should never be bad.
2: Do you think they are suffering from the post-Bowden sort of slump?
1: Well, they won a national championship
2: after Bowden, so no, I, 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 wouldn't, I, I, wouldn't I, I know. But you know, that. you know what I'm saying.
1: Uh, no, I, I think that they've they've had some mismanagement in their athletic department and. They're not maybe uh, investing like some other program programs are out there. But I, I think they've made some bad hires.
2: Willie that's, Tiger uh, was
1: a bad hire.
2: That's a nice football stadium. It's a nice uh, place you would think uh, a coach would thrive.
1: Well, and, in uh, the recruiting area, you know, and yeah. the reputation and, and all of that.
2: Yeah, they're uh, they're struggling right now, that's for sure. So we'll see how it turns out. But uh, I was... I was interested in that score. I, I I didn't really necessarily expect Florida State to win that game, but uh, not to lose like that.
1: No, I, I'm just surprised at how you know just how bad it's gotten. Uh, how did
2: Voltec do? They won.
1: Uh, we did. We did. We beat NC State. We, <laughs> we rolled the Wolf Pack, 45 to 24. Okay. So you know we're we're feeling pretty good after that one. All right. Well, I thought you were going to bust my chops no, a little more. No, no, no. I just away.
2: wanted to, do, to give it, to give you a chance. To, you know, I knew they won. I was pretty sure they won because I saw a partial, and they were ahead. So I figured I'd give you a chance to feel good for a minute.
1: And then Bronco beat Duke, who, by the way, is zero three. So it's not, uh, not the best Duke team ever.
0: How'd your Chargers do over the weekend? My Jake? Chargers lost. Did they? Yeah, yeah they lost. <laughs> that's a shame. They what was the score the, what was the, the score of that
2: game Jake?
0: I don't know. A lot to a little. We're talking about
1: college football. Why are we talking about the NFL? <laughs> Sexually, how did that it's actually close-ish game? How did that come out? Yeah,
0: with the go Panthers the, the
1: Chargers were like one tackle away from winning, right?
0: <laughs> it doesn't matter though, they lost.
2: <sighs> I was trying to give you a chance to feel good and then Austin was trying to drag you back.
0: But down. see but here's the problem Gordon, whenever we do an incriminating audio bet Jake and I go after you pretty hard, and we bring it up every segment. Whenever Jake loses an incriminati, incriminating audio bet, he just kind of lets that float right off into the uh, the uh, ether reel. He doesn't bring it up again, so we've got to keep bringing it up and reminding him that he owes us.
2: Well, one of them is going to be that uh, Magic Johnson was the greatest point guard pound for pound to ever live. <laughs> that's
3: oh, pretty that's gotta
1: be. No, low. LeBron is. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All you're doing is uh, digging that grave a little. Deeper.
1: What about LeBron, as opposed to a guy that couldn't throw the ball in the ocean if he tried?
2: The more you, the more you resist, the more you're going to do it.
1: I, I think the the best point guard uh, ever has to at least be able to shoot a little.
2: Okay, then that's definitely one of them, Austin. Definitely.
1: <laughs> Why are you taking my my shots at Magic Johnson so personally?
2: Because you, I don't care. You're the one that feels so strongly. Well, it kind of so sounds that's... like you care a lot. No, I care about doing what we can to incriminate you.
0: Uh, because Hi, I think... I'm Jake Scott, and I'm the newest Wahoo.
2: <laughs> that's funny. Look, <laughs> that's funny. I'm not, I, I wasn't particularly thrilled about saying uh, my that Bowler was my w- wife's pet name uh, for me. Lisa's pet name for me is Still, I was
1: thrilled to have you say it, though. Still the most amazing one maybe ever.
2: And that was from a listener, so it I the tip of the cap to them. I'm not going to take credit. That was hilarious.
1: Suffered. Yeah. All right, uh, we'll We'll uh, we'll get to Chris Maddox coming up right around the corner. Let's get out of the zone phone, now, uh, though, now. Joining us from Syringa Networks, he's our good friend, Gabe. And, Gabe, it's, uh, you know, what you guys do there at Syringa has never been more important than it is now because COVID-19 has really changed things. And if uh, if people can't communicate, then business doesn't get done.
4: Yeah, that that is correct, and that's uh, one of the the keys, is, of course, to the economic recovery is to make sure that everyone can get back to work as quickly as possible. And part of our products and services that we offer to the businesses, when it comes to internet access, and voice services, and ability to be able to uh, collaborate between remote workforces and uh, home offices and things like that, is really a. Uh, an essential service right now that we, uh, that Serenia Networks provides.
1: How many uh, folks do you talk about uh, whose companies have had bad experiences with your competitors? Cause that's a big thing What you guys are, you're local, you're here to make sure that everybody has that good experience.
4: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the lion's share of our business. There are customers coming over from our, these larger competitors that really just aren't able to get uh, just good customer service. You know, they call the, they call an 800 number that rings somewhere else and it goes to some weird voicemail tree and it's only open from certain hours of the day. Um, we're, we're very different from that. There's lo- you, you dial up, you call a local number, you, uh, uh, we're available 724-365. Whenever you call, we're, we've got a person that will answer the phone and work with you on whatever, whatever issue you may be having.
1: So if a business calls you from, say, Towilla, you guys know how to pronounce Towilla.
4: We know how to pronounce tuila we, we, We've been to Tuila.
1: Syringanetworks.net is uh, where you need to go. Syringanetworks.net, S-Y-R-I-N-G-A, networks.net. Gabe, thank you very much. Thank you, guys. All right, that's our good friend Gabe. Again, Uh We'll have uh, more coming up next. Stay tuned. Chris Mannix joins us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.